Well, I have to say, as a priest, St. John the Baptist is one of my heroes. He's one of my role models. Um, and first of all, just because he's kind of a manly man, you know, he lives out in the wilderness, he eats wild food, he's clothed with camel's hair and leather. You know, he's just this wild, untamed man's man. And so I think he's a great saint to try and emulate. But most of all, because he boldly proclaims the truth. St. John the Baptist was not afraid to speak the truth to whomever he encountered. And we see that evidenced by the way that he died. We remember that story elsewhere in the Gospel where Herod had taken as his wife a woman who had already been married. And St. John said, no, that's not right. That's actually sinful for you to do that. And because of that, they killed him. And so we see that such is his faith, such is his willingness to preach the truth that he would even go to his death for it. And we see him doing this again in today's gospel. St. John the Baptist delivers a scorching rebuke to the Pharisees and Sadducees today. And so let's imagine ourselves in this gospel for a moment. It says that St. John the Baptist was basically going through the countryside preaching this message of repentance. He's going out and he's telling people, hey, stop your sinful lives. Come and be baptized with this baptism of repentance and go and sin no more, essentially. Right? And it says tons of people were coming from all over the place, changing their lives, repenting of their sins, and going off to live better lives. So through the preaching of St. John the Baptist, he was converting many hearts and he was preparing the way for Jesus Christ. But then it says, many of the Pharisees and Sadducees came to his baptism. And he said to them, you brood of vipers, you group of snakes, what are you doing here? Why does he say that? Well, it's because he knows the intentions of their hearts. He knows that they were the ones that were the uh, religious leaders, and they had probably seen many people going out to him, doing this baptism of repentance, and going off to live better lives. And they probably said to themselves, well, we should get in on that too, huh? Maybe we should, as the religious leaders, participate in that as well. But St. John the Baptist knew their hearts. He knew that they weren't really repenting. He knew that they didn't really intend to change their lives. They simply wanted to participate in this thing and then go back to the way that things were. We see that because St. John tells them, produce good fruit as your evidence of repentance. In other words, he's saying, go away, change your lives first, and then you can come back. And then you can truly make that act of repentance. So St. John the Baptist sees right through them. He sees that they want to live religion on their own terms. They want to live religion by their own rules. But that's not what St. John the Baptist was preaching. He was preaching the message of Jesus Christ, repentance, and he was preparing the way for the Lord. And if we're not careful, brothers and sisters, we can fall into that same trap of wanting religion simply on our own terms. Now today's the second Sunday of Advent, and we're privileged in this season to prepare ourselves for the coming of Jesus Christ. We're excited that God is born into the world at Christmas, well, because he's our Savior, and we know that it's later on in his life that he gives himself for us. He accomplishes our salvation by his sacrifice on the cross. But we should be excited for another reason as well, brothers and sisters. 
we understand that when Jesus comes to us, it's not simply to save us, but also to teach us, to help us understand who he is, to understand what the truth is. And we're so blessed in this time to recognize how many ways we experience the truth, how we can encounter the truth of Jesus Christ made present to us. We still have his words in the scriptures. We have the apostolic tradition of the church going back in an unbroken line to those first days of Jesus Christ. We have the teaching authority of the church guarded by the Holy Spirit with the Pope at the head of the church. And we trust that even today, the church teaches us the truth of Jesus Christ. We should be so excited in this time to prepare our hearts for the truth of Jesus Christ, for his coming into the world. But again, it's difficult sometimes. Again, it's tough for us to uh, live the truth well at times. We want to get to this place where we, we just want religion on our own terms, you know? We want that comfortable Catholicism. And there's many different ways we can do this. We can say, yes, I'm Catholic, but I don't agree with this thing. Yes, I'm Catholic, but I don't do this thing that Catholics do. Maybe we say, yes, I'm a Catholic, but do I really have to go to Mass every weekend and every holy day of obligation? Do I really have to get to Mass on time and not leave Mass early? Jesus understands, doesn't he? I'm just going to do it my way. Or maybe we say, yes, I'm Catholic, and I know that I'm supposed to go to confession, but do I really have to confess my sins to a priest? Can't I just confess my sins to God and let that be good enough? I'm going to do it my way. Or maybe we say, yes, I'm Catholic, but I, I don't agree with the church on some of the tough moral issues. I don't agree with the church on abortion or gay marriage or contraception or divorce and remarriage or euthanasia any of the tough moral issues. Maybe we say that we choose not to agree with the church on those things. But remember, brothers and sisters, those are all pitfalls. Those are all ways that we have religion on our own terms. Those are all ways that we make ourselves comfortable Catholics. It's not what Jesus wants for us. Jesus wants to give us fully the truth. He wants to consecrate us in the truth he wants us to live in his truth. And we understand that it's when we do that that we're truly fulfilled. But the problem is we live in this society, we live in this culture, which tells us that everything's okay. You know, you believe what you want, I'll believe what I want. It's okay. Well, I'll be all right. That's not what Jesus teaches us. This idea of a moral relativism where everyone decides for themselves what's true. That's not how things work. Perhaps you've heard people say this idea of, well, I choose my own truth and you choose your own truth. That's not the truth. I don't have my own truth. You don't have your own truth. Nobody has their own truth except Jesus Christ, who is the author of all truth. And we, brothers and sisters, are meant to discover that. We don't decide what's true for ourselves but rather we encounter what's true. We receive what Jesus gives to us through the scriptures, through the tradition of the church, and through the teaching magisterium of the church. When it comes to faith and morals, brothers and sisters, we can be 100% positive 
that the teachings of the church are correct and real and true. And we can put all of our faith in that. And that's something to be thankful for. That's something that we should be preparing our hearts for this Christmas season, this Advent season as we approach Christmas. And so I just want to give us all a, a challenge now because I'm sure there's maybe a couple of us out there who are not agreeing with what I'm saying right now. Maybe you're saying to yourself, well, I just don't understand, Father. I don't get why I have to go to Mass every weekend. I don't get why I have to confess my sins to a priest. I don't understand why the church teaches what it does about abortion or gay marriage or whatever it might be. I don't understand, so I don't agree. Well, I would suggest to you, if that's you right now, then you're closing your heart to Jesus Christ. You're not even giving him a chance. And so this Advent season, in these next couple weeks, let's make that act of openness to Jesus. Let's make that act of surrender to him and say, Lord, even if I don't understand everything fully, I still trust you enough to open my heart to you and let you work there, to let you sanctify me, to let you consecrate me in the truth. Let's not be afraid to do that. Let's not be afraid to live as Jesus Christ intends us to live and to not be the ones who desire to have religion on our own terms. Lies, evil, sinfulness, those will never, ever satisfy you. Only the truth and the goodness and the beauty of Jesus Christ and his church are what satisfy us. So let us go courageously into the world to be beacons of light and truth and to proclaim the gospel message just as St. John the Baptist does. Let's trust in Jesus Christ and allow him to sanctify us always through his truth. Repent and believe in the gospel.